Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Hey, folks, you're listening to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 47. Just a reminder, you can find all my shows and notes at callthatgirl.biz slash office365 or directly at callthatgirl.podbean.com. That's also where you can find the feed to get in your podcast catcher. And you can also find my videos on YouTube at call that, excuse me, youtube.com slash callthatgirl. Okay, who am I? What do I do? Why are you listening to the show? I am a nationally advertised marketing Microsoft Outlook expert. I also do Office 365 consulting to small businesses, and I dabble in training and other little personal things folks need, some IT administration or whatever. I started my business up in Minneapolis, and through the years, I found my focus to really change to be just toward Outlook and Office 365. So if you're listening to this show, I welcome you to my podcast, uh, Podcasting with Business Folks. I don't know if it's real popular yet, but I've been doing it for many years now, and I decided to make a show for you all um, about SharePoint this week so you can learn about it and see if it's right for your company. And before you go in and engage into it and buy it and everything, just make sure it's right for you. So this will be a, um, one of my first shows marketed to business people and to technicians. Techs will also learn. And... Um, and so it's not going to be as long of a show as it usually is. If you want to go and listen to my old shows, I've got 46 other ones up on the podbean.com site. They're more technically, I don't know, uh, technical talk, I guess we'll call it. So if you listen to them, they might get kind of long in the tooth and you might not understand it. But hopefully moving ahead, I'm going to start marketing to text and clients so you can understand it and text can learn from it still. All right, so before we get going, I do want to thank my friends over at App River. They have been uh, my sales and support folks for three years now with Office 365, and they are down in Florida, and they are open 24 hours a day. So if you are a technician listening to the show, you can sign up with App River to be a partner or a reseller. If you're on the partner plan like myself, I use them as my backup for things that um, I need help for. I'm not open 24-7. They are. So if a client needs a password reset done, they can go ahead and call them at 11 o'clock on a Friday night. They're open where I'm not. If you're a reseller, generally you don't have AppRiver do all the tech work that um, I would have them do because I'm a partner. Now, if you are a new client listening, uh, most of the time AppRiver does not work directly with clients like yourself. You want to have a technician like me be your liaison. So you can feel free to contact me if you're interested in having another company outside of Microsoft manage and support your Office 365. And I went with a vendor years ago because it's challenging to work with just Microsoft products sometimes and having to call Microsoft because... You know, because sometimes it can take two to three hours to get something simple done if the first level folks don't know. And I like getting right in and getting it fixed and getting out of there. I just don't have the time to sit on the phone for that long. And not every call is two to three hours, but well, most time it is. So <laughs> that's why it's nice to have a, a vendor partner. You pay a little extra, but it's so worth it in the time savings alone. And we're in business and we don't have time to waste, right? Okay. 
So Epriver is my sponsor. You can email Steve Harris, S Harris at Epriver, if you want to talk to him about signing up as a partner or a reseller. Clients, email me, Lisa at callthatgirl.biz. Now, the topic of the show this week, I'm not going to tell stories from the past this show. Usually I do that. I spend 5, 10, 15 minutes telling stories of the week, which I will start doing. But this one, I just want folks to learn right out of the gate what the topic is and it's SharePoint. Um, I get a lot of calls for SharePoint and it's been difficult in the past couple of years to try to tell clients I can just jump in and help them because SharePoint is really, um, it's a different product, <laughs> I'll tell you that. And uh, when people uh, sign up for Office 365 Business Premium, let me get my notes here real quick and I can explain it just a smidge better. Um, when people go into the Office 365 Business Premium, they expect that everything is just going to work. Well, you know what? The first product is Microsoft Exchange. That's the, the biggest one and the software, the Office 2016. People usually take advantage of those the most. But there's many other products that you get, but you, you sometimes have to have them configured correctly or administrated right or developed to make them actually be awesome and functional. And SharePoint is one of those products because if you don't do it the right way, it won't work. And then you're wasting your time trying to get something to work. Okay. So, um, what is SharePoint? I'll start with that. Basically, SharePoint is what I call a server in the sky. Okay. It's on the cloud. It's uh, on a Microsoft server and it's a place basically where you can put files and share them. That's why I call it a file server in the sky. But SharePoint is very, very robust and it can be very awesome if done right. I mean, a lot of corporations use SharePoint and done right, you don't even know it's a SharePoint site. It looks like just an awesome website that's very interactive. But Microsoft calls this now, if you go to the, the business page to go buy it, they call it team sites. They don't even use the word SharePoint on the marketing page, but that's what it is. They do say they give you 10 gigs of space, which is never enough for anybody. So you always have to buy more. And I will tell you that 10 gigs can, does not go far in a SharePoint site. So you end up having to buy more space. Um, don't confuse this though with OneDrive, which is called file storage and sharing. I think that one, they give you one terabyte and that one has really no, it has nothing to do with SharePoint except they share what I would call a, an engine of sorts to keep them both going. But basically OneDrive is, is does not have the functionality SharePoint has, so I'm not going to discuss that, okay? So like I was saying, SharePoint is one of the strongest products of Office 365 in terms of being able to do just a lot of stuff. The other products are kind of, they just do what they do. Um, in 2006, I worked at a corporate job and I started working there and they had an insane <laughs> SharePoint site, everything was done through SharePoint. I mean, I'm talking down to everything. There was three or four technicians that developed it, designed it, managed it. I was like a help desk manager of it. And back then it was different. I think it was SharePoint 2003. Well, through all the years, uh, I left that corporate job in 2007. And in like 2011 or 12, I don't remember, the Office 365 started getting a lot of marketing out there. And I had a client that said, look, we want to use SharePoint. I said, look, I'm willing to go learn the new version. I took a few classes to find out that 
the SharePoint classes were really outside of the scale of what the clients wanted. So I basically said, look, let's just set up a basic site and just all they wanted was file sharing. So file sharing is different than having a full robust SharePoint site. You know, I mean, SharePoint can hold all the files it can handle, but it, there's a lot of things more to it than that. But, um, you know, a, a full-time designer to do a SharePoint site ride is very expensive. Even to hire somebody at a break fix level is expensive to go in and do it because there's a, not a lot of SharePoint experts out there. So basically, back, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago, I did my best. Um, back then, a lot of the clients had Windows XP and they had Windows 7. So all they wanted was their files to synchronize. And I didn't have anything on the internet to help me learn it. So I finally figured out how to synchronize SharePoint with um, Windows. And there was a lot of things I had to do, but I finally figured out the magic and it worked. So I was very happy. I tested the file syncing. Now, the reason why clients wanted to synchronize with their computer is for one big program called Outlook. And to, to me, folks that use Outlook, if they can't go into an email and attach a file from their computer, there's zero value for using the cloud because they hate having to go to the cloud to download something and download it again to attach it to an email. Okay, so scale back just a little bit. I got that sync into work. The clients were happy. I moved a few other clients to it. I mean, it wasn't that it took time to figure out how to sync these files. I got that done in no time, but it would start to break. So here, let's pretend you're in your computer and you have you know, your C drive, your D drive, your E drive. Well, the SharePoint site, I always give it the S drive. I would get so many clients that'd be like, Lisa, the, the share to the, what I'd call the S drive is broke again. And I'd be like, reboot, go do this, go do that. And then it finally stopped syncing. So after an amount of time, I had clients who were calling me saying, okay, we're just so frustrated. You, we know you did your best, but we need something else. And that's when I kind of said, bye-bye helping SharePoint people I can't, I, I, I just felt so bad for putting people on a product that wasn't working the way they wanted. So they all dropped and went to Dropbox. And Dropbox is a very common file sharing program. It works great, it doesn't have you know the highest level of everything, but for file sharing, it works, right? Okay, so then about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I had a, an accidental appointment book on my calendar where the client said they wanted Office 365 training. So I remote in and the clients actually are like, well, five of us in the firm here use SharePoint in the cloud. We're happy with it. One of our administrators hates the cloud version and wants it on the desktop. So I really felt forced at that time just to take the job. And I said, look, I'll do my best. It hasn't worked in a few years, but maybe I can get it to work. And I just kind of felt like, like I said, it was accidental. Well, the client happened to have Windows 10. And so I did how I, you know, used to map a drive in Windows before. And I found that there was a few new shortcuts available. And believe it or not, within like 10 minutes, I actually had it mapped and it was working. And the company had 3,500 files on the SharePoint server. And I'm watching them start to load up going, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> like, this is, a, this is a miracle. So I told the lady, we're not all the weeds yet. Let's check in tomorrow. 
give it a day to download those 3,500 files and folders. And tomorrow we'll move into quote more testing or before I train you, because I wasn't even sure if this was going to work. Well, it turns out that, um, all the files synchronized, we tested, uh, what I would say, creating, editing, and deleting. So I made her do one of each on her end. And then I made the boss on her end do it. And she called me back a couple hours later and said, Lisa, it all worked. Everything we edited, we shared, everything we deleted, crossed over, and everything we created. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it was like a technical high. I could not believe I got this fixed. And after that, I went and tested it on my computer because I have Windows 10. So I'm just going to tell you folks that the synchronizing, I have a blog out there, and I'll put the link down below so you can try it yourself. There's no harm in trying it. But um, I only got to work with Windows 10, to be honest with you. So I can't guarantee this is going to work on 8, 7, or Vista or anything. But at least for the Windows 10 people, there is hope. And the thing is, there was a lot of, this, this client had a lot of different folder structures. So like I said, they only were using it as a file server. <laughs> that's it. And there's nothing else, but that's all they wanted it for. Okay. So now I have some pros and cons of SharePoint listed here. So I can kind of review it down so you can decide. Um, if you're in the position of deciding to buy Office 365, remember the two biggest products are the software and the exchange. That's what most people want it for. But, you know, now that if you buy that, you're going to get the SharePoint and you can consider using the SharePoint. Um, the one thing I like about, about the SharePoint is that the permission levels are pretty good. Um, I mean, very strong. There's a lot of security and you can get it down to who has editing rights, who has, who can view only, who can download. Cause remember the SharePoint in the cloud is what it is. Um, the SharePoint in the cloud is where everything's run. So you log into a website pretty much and everything is stored there and you have to click on things to be able to do anything. So there's nothing on the desktop for you to do. Um, if you have a SharePoint site that you want to um, make it really cool, there's a lot of add-ons, there's widgets, there's templates. I mean, you can make that thing look rock star and change the entire look of it, just like kind of like a website template. Um, the files themselves, you can have multiple directories, libraries, and like I said, there's so many extra add-ons that I haven't even delved into all, you know, into all of them. Co-authoring is the biggest thing people want. So let's pretend you're in an accounting office and you've got an Excel spreadsheet that is massive and you need two people to author. It will do co-authoring. You can see one person in red typing and another person in green typing. And I like that. But again, that's only available on the cloud version of Excel. <laughs> so if two people are sharing a desktop sync, let's just say, one person's in Washington, another one's in Minnesota, and they have it downloaded to their computer. It will not sync, and you won't see. Well, it'll sync, but the co-authoring won't work unless you're on the cloud version, which is, I think, is called Excel Online. Okay, so anyway, even the the intranet site we're going to call that because there is an extranet site, but the intranet site can be, you know, developed any way you want, have all the bling and all the add-ons, and if you're a company that Let's say you have a large company, let's say a thousand people, 
and you're using it, you already have a SharePoint administrator and probably a designer and some teams probably have their own managers of it and they can do what they want with it. I mean, it can get scaled down to each, you know, department in a company can have their own little site. It's pretty cool. Uh, smaller companies, let's say under a hundred or 20, uh, it's not likely that they're going to be having that level of work done. Um, I, I don't believe so, but like I said, I've been kind of out of it for a while and I've tried to be very honest with the people who listen to my shows or I talk to my clients. I never oversell what I know and don't know, but, uh, for people like under 20 people, file sharing is probably what they want the most and maybe some of the other capabilities. Now the extranet, I have one set up for my website, but I don't like it because I don't want to put time into knowing it, but it's kind of like a website. So you probably could have, let's say a client portal login for, for stuff and the clients can each have their own portal and you can have like a client uh, folder of data and you know, it's kind of like Dropbox, <laughs> except it's on the cloud. But one of the, the things is that, um, you have to make it look pretty and you got to have a designer in there to some degree because if you're having people from the outside in you don't want it to look bad so it's just like a website kind of now if you uh want to hire somebody to do a site for you and manage it and all that i did find a guy on linkedin and he told me a basic sharepoint site setup is like 2500 dollars, and we're talking basics I'm sure that's, you know, a handful of hours, like 10 or so, I'm just going to guess. But I mean, they're expensive, these guys, because they are for hire by the project. So when people are experts and do this kind of work, they have a higher rate because they don't have retainer work. Um, I'm like that way with my Outlook expert work, too. I don't have people on retainers for the most part. If you're a big enough company and actually need to have your own SharePoint person, then you're probably going to want to uh, go find a SharePoint person to hire. And they probably have a technical background and they already know servers and all the other stuff they need. So they're well qualified and all that. But that's, that's your two options. Or you can hire me and you can hire me for an hour or so to help you just put stuff online and learn it and hopefully sync your folders. It probably is going to be more than an hour. But uh, yeah, so that's your three choices. If you're looking at getting someone to help you with SharePoint, me, the expert, or hire an internal guy. Tech, I won't say guy. So now I just covered the pros of SharePoint. Now we're going to cover some of the cons and the cons are important. I think if you're thinking about investing in hiring somebody, it comes for, you know, not free, but it comes with your office 365 business premium already. So you're not paying extra, but uh, you want to make sure that if you're going to hire out, you, you, you get the work or you get what you need. So the first con again is desktop syncing. I have not tested the windows seven. Uh, at all. And I know that Windows 10, because it's a lot different, it has more magic that can happen. The co-authoring is not available that I know of in the synchronizing, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, the team syncing, I believe, is a con because I don't believe you can do that on the, the desktop version. Um, if you are sharing a SharePoint file, I believe the recipient has to have a Microsoft account to be able to open it. So it's not like Dropbox where you can just, you know, copy a link and it says copying and sends it, but you actually have to log in and then download it. And it's just an extra step for people and they don't like it. And as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong people, but as far as I know, they just can't open a folder <laughs> like you can in Dropbox. Um, and their dump, another uh, con is that my 
Outlook clients are pretty serious about Outlook and they don't like anything that isn't easy. So if you are in Outlook and you go to a new email and want to attach a file, if you do not have a synced folder to just go grab, people don't want to have to go to SharePoint. They don't want to have to go and download that copy, then save it, and then attach it. And it's just extra steps that don't make sense. Now, there is an option in the online version to open SharePoint files in Outlook. I have seen it. I've used it. I'm not a fan of it because they basically show up as emails very strangely and to me you can only forward them i think i don't think you can reply because it's not an actual email but it actually looks like an email it's a little a little weird um the other biggie in the cons <laughs> is that somehow the sharepoint and onedrive they're kind of connected and i really don't like share or excuse me onedrive I don't really want to talk about it too much because it's so confusing and this show is dedicated to SharePoint, obviously, but if you will, if you've ever set up a OneDrive and tried to sync, you're going to see the word SharePoint at the top of the URL. And that's basically because they work together somehow. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but, um, but that's one of the, the cons is that it does work with this OneDrive and I, I, I don't like the OneDrive. So anyway, um, so like I said, the other con is to get a fully functional SharePoint set up and running. This require, this requires a SharePoint technician and it can be costly to some degree, but don't expect to just call, I don't know, don't expect to call the geek squad and they are going to say, yeah, we can, uh, set you up a SharePoint site and all that. It's not like basic day-to-day -day tech work. It's just not, it's, it's more developed. It's more uh technical in the office 365 area and you know it just uh it's just not the day-to-day -day thing that technicians work with that i know so that's why you should expect to pay some more money um finally uh let's see for most small businesses that use it as a file server this is where i say there's options for syncing you know if, if you go in and start testing your your new sharepoint site and file servers and such you know let's say you go in and you test it and you find success with it. Well, you got to remember that there's any technology can break and get out of whack and go, go nuts. So I always still try to back up stuff, even if it's still on the cloud, <laughs> local backup is still wise. And, um, like I said, a lot of people have had problems with things not syncing, so they have other options. Finally, in my cons list is, do you remember in the late nineties, early two thousands when used to go to a website and it would say best viewed in internet explorer 4. <laughs> well sharepoint is best viewed in internet explorer totally so i've had people that have said it doesn't work and i'm like are you in chrome yep well chrome sometimes works great sometimes it doesn't with internet explorer and sharepoint because it's meant to be in internet explorer for example you cannot even open up the file explorer window in Chrome. It's all grayed out. You have to be an Internet Explorer completely. So that is kind of it, folks. The pros and cons of SharePoint. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a chance to want to talk about OneDrive. Uh, I'm just for those that are listening that are like, yeah, we're on OneDrive. OneDrive and SharePoint do not. They're, they're like two different things. And they're sold actually on the business premium as different things as well. 
OneDrive comes free with the Office 365 Home as a file sharing freebie. So one struggle I get with my clients is they'll call and say, yeah, I'm on Office 365. And then I'm like, well, you're on the home version, which you're not on the business. You don't get any of the benefits. Then sometimes I get business uh, clients who call in and they're like, we have OneDrive and we got this and we got the team. And then somebody in the team has the home version set up so they can't see the files. It really can be confusing. It is confusing. And I've spent a couple hours sometimes detangling the mess and getting people set up right. And I still just, as a technician, <laughs> don't really enjoy it. So I tell people I generally don't take those calls anymore. And to call Microsoft, let them untangle it. Uh, all right, folks, so that's kind of it. Uh, just wanted to have a short show here. Usually my shows run 45 minutes to an hour. And sometimes I have guests. If you've enjoyed the show and want to listen to more, please go to uh, callthatgirl.podbean.com and there's a feed button there that you can uh, click on and you can start getting alerts when I have other shows up. Um, like I said, moving forward, I'm going to start talking to the clients and the techs and try to explain things and get you more engaged. There's a lot to learn about Office 365 and if you got some downtime while you're driving or you got something to do, you know, podcasting is pretty cool. You can listen to a lot of people uh, just talk like talk radio kind of, of sorts. All right, folks, I'm going to close the show. If anybody has any questions or does need to contact me, please email me, lisa at callthatgirl.biz. You can call me at 612-865-4475. You can check out my website, callthatgirl.biz, and I have a bunch of testimonials there. And I also have a new... Um, widget on my blog that says top out excuse me top outlook problems because there are so many now with outlook 2016 that i have content almost every day to start blogging about and i love it well i don't love that people are having problems but i just when you're a blogger like me you've got a lot of uh content there with that outlook breaking so anyway this has been a Heyman hendrickson production Audio supported by Mitch Heyman. Thank you to our sponsor, App River and Podbean for hosting. If you have a story to share and want to be a guest on the show, please contact me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz. Thanks, folks, and see you next time.